This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars conversations here indeed. The Force is strong with them. Oh, I agree, Master Plo. The Force is very strong with these conversations. This is the conversation you're looking for. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. And this is episode 83 in a galaxy full of space battles, blaster fights, and dogfights. One type of combat is more elegant than the rest Anatomy of a Duel. This series has been well received, uh, by the way, uh, not just with like listens and downloads, but interaction with our um, singles of fans uh, that have responded <laughs> with positive feedback and takes on what we are talking about and they have interesting feedback as well in their interpretation it's a cool little series so this one we are talking about the battle between ray and kylo ren in the force awakens yeah fantastic little battle and in my opinion it sets itself apart from the other trilogies where they meet in the first movie of the trilogy versus the last you know, right. It's, it's a interesting change and sets the tone for the rest of the trilogy. Yeah, and it's an interesting duel because it doesn't start out between them. It's initially Kylo Ren and Finn. Yeah. And he's very quickly uh disposed Dis- of. Dispensed with. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He's tossed out like uh, yesterday's garbage. But there's a decent amount of history that goes into it. And, uh, you know, as we do with these episodes, we kind of break all of that down. Mm -hmm. So obviously we want to start with the styles of lightsaber combat used. And um, Kylo Ren, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's he's a little bit undisciplined. Angry? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit like... He's, he's erratic. Yes. Okay. I don't know more, if you know. And more so than Ray, because she's also erratic. He's a little hothead. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of unclear. The closest he is to any style would be to Form 5. Okay. Which is the style that Luke used in the original trilogy. Hmm. And Luke trained Ben mm-hmm. in the ways of Jedihood for 13 years. So it goes without saying that Luke would train a form that is familiar and effective for him. Right. Um, And Vader also used form five. Ooh. So when you're trained as a Jedi and you're, you're primarily trained in form five and then your greatest hero also used form five, you're going to use form five. True. Um, Very true. But 
so when he did turn to the dark side, uh, Snoke didn't use a lightsaber, so Snoke didn't really train him at all. So he basically took the form five and made it more aggressive. Hmm. Right. And it's interesting because with form five, it's um, very straightforward and uses like power strikes, like dominance and footwork and all. Okay. Okay. So basically the inspiration from it came from the use of broadswords and fencing. Ah. Definitely broadswords. I could see that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so you can see in the way that he carries and swings his saber. It's very broadsword-like. And then, of course, he's got the cross saber hilt. Yeah. That many broadswords yeah. would have. Mm-hmm. And with the way that he almost jabs at his opponent is very fencing-like. Yeah. So you can totally see how he would um, use the thrust from fencing and the hacking that you would do with a broadsword to his advantage. And it also lends itself very nicely to aggressive behavior. Yeah, that erratic nature of it, you know, how he's akin to dragging his lightsaber, not necessarily for effectiveness, but more for display. Yeah. It's like a posturing almost that I read mm-hmm. it as like, oh, you know, I don't even need this thing. I'm just going to drag it down here and, you know, throw up some sparks and stuff. And we saw that throughout the entire sequel trilogy, him using his lightsaber as a secondary weapon just for effect. And mm-hmm. at the outset of this battle, once, like you said, Finn was taken out um, and mortally wounded, but not deathly mm-hmm. wounded. He supposed Kylo, I mean, uh, supposed that he was the superior lightsaber wielder. And oh, it was course. about time to school this uh, desert girl in the arts of the uh, lightsaber duel. But that unorthodox approach to his methodology does keep the opponent on edge because it's hard for anybody to predict what he's actually gonna, going to do. Right. And as a trained Jedi, like you said, where the forms are pretty well standard, it's like a chess move, right? You're back and forth and you move according to what your opponent is showing. Mm-hmm. For him, he's like he's all over the place and that fits his character, but also fits yeah. the erratic nature of the battle itself, especially yeah. in the environment they were in. Yeah, and it's definitely going to throw your opponent off. You know, you've got the little trail that he follows her down, hacking away, mm-hmm. and then you've got the edge of the cliff and you've got that strength that you're relying on and all that. So you've got different sort of tools in your tool belt for different situations, different scenarios. Right. And he's very effective at it. And we have to remember that in this entire time, he's also uh, injured. Yes. We'll absolutely get to that as Mm -hmm. well. So Kylo has a total of 20 years of training. Yeah. In the force. Mm hmm. Okay. Ray, on the other hand, by the time that we come to the rise of Skywalker, Ray does have like a variation of form six. Okay. But, and that's like a mix and match of the first five forms where it's like some of column A, some of column B and um, <laughs> whatever works. And you, yeah. It's, it's like stitched together. It's a weird form. But anyway, that's after all of her training in this battle. She has no training. Mm-hmm. It is literally the second time she's touched a lightsaber. Right. So she relies heavily on her experience with her staff as a scavenger Absolutely. on Jakku. Yep. 
And so most of that uh, has to do with using her speed and agility and uh, precision to defend. Mm-hmm. Okay. She didn't do a lot of attacking. She wasn't an aggressor as a scavenger, but you know, as people would try to steal from the stuff that she had collected, she would need to fend them off. Most of her style is defensive by nature anyway. Yeah, and you saw that clearly when she was battling those two brigands on yeah. Jakku that mm-hmm. Finn was witnessing and like being stunned at the fact that she just like handily took care of these two uh, yeah. very quickly uh, before <laughs> feeling the wrath of said staff on his own. Right, um, right. But you saw that very clearly and it's a two-handed weapon and mm-hmm. it's lateral moves, blocks, and force forward sort of moves to knock them off balance right right Very- and also using momentum to your advantage as well right yes you know as they come toward you move out of the way and give them a little touch and mm-hmm. then they're kind of knocked down off so, balance and they're on the ground so, yeah yep so she obviously displayed great skill with her staff there yeah mm-hmm. um you know to kind of employ some of that with a sword like weapon would be Something that would kind of come second nature to her with that. It would in one sense, but not in another. Because right. it's a one-handed weapon mm-hmm. and foreign to her. But we'll, you know, we'll get to that. Right. And having whatever her weapon is in the right spot to prevent attacks or to stop an aggressor from besting her. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the moment Kylo hears about her with the droid he's intrigued by her yep and then of course he's trying to probe her mind and and she clearly is blocking that as well he's interested in her and he's he wants to know more about her so i think at the outset of the duel he's not looking to kill her he's looking to defeat her certainly but he wants to know What's going on with this girl? Because she's obviously different than anyone else he's ever met. And she's got these sort of skills and these aversions to his power uh, that no one else seems to have. Not only is his interest peaked, but he wants to know how she's able to do this so that he can prevent other people from having that same ability. Mm-hmm. So he clearly doesn't want her dead. She, on the other hand, just watched him kill his own father, the man that has newly become her mentor, in cold blood, and she's obviously out for revenge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's like steaming by the time she sees him. And she comes running at him, and he just like force like dismisses her uh, into a tree. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so so obviously she bit off a little more than she could chew there, but that's her intent. Like she needs to avenge Han's death. Right. Yeah, there's a, definitely an emotional connection there for sure. And like you said, Kylo is exploring the edges of what she represents, not only as her power and as ultimately we see with Snoke realizing the, the awakening for Kylo, she's a raw threat to him and especially Mm -hmm. with her connection to his father there's a whole layer or two or three or four that she represents that he needs to not only defeat like you said but also understand but you brought up a point a long time ago when we first saw the force awakens is that 
you had said that when they were doing that interrogation scene and uh, she's in the chair and Kylo is probing her mind, you had considered that she took something from Kylo as much as Kylo was taking something from her and Mm -hmm. which may have included some sort of essence, some sort of knowledge that she didn't really know how to process it at that point. And furthermore, when we get to Maz's castle and she does pick up the lightsaber Mm -hmm. and the last scene of that force vision that she had was a vision of this battle on uh, Ilum or the, um, Starkiller base. Starkiller base, yeah. Yeah, and so these things were already set in motion, and it's a mm-hmm. very interesting way of you know framing the duel that they're about to have with knowledge that she doesn't realize she has yet, and mm-hmm. the fact that she doesn't even want the lightsaber until the key moment, which right. of course you know begins this battle. Yeah. So when Kylo does away with Finn and. Finn loses the saber into the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very reminiscent of Luke on Hoth. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, yes. And so, of course, that's his grandfather's uh, hilt, so he needs that because he's like a weird collector of Vader memorabilia. <laughs> so, um, Pretty cool so pastime, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's plenty of it to go around, right. I guess. I mean, he's um, no Grievous, but yeah fine addition to his collection nonetheless so obviously he force reaches for the hilt and it starts to move as we saw in Hoth with Luke with the same hilt and then of course it shoots out of the the snow and past his hand into hers which now she's got the weapon and, and now he's more pissed at her because how did she get it when he was reaching for it and he's stronger and trained and mm-hmm. this desert girl just like ripped this out of my hand. Right. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So he's like, he's pissed at this point. So of course he goes after her and then um, she immediately goes into that side sort of defensive pose. Mm-hmm. And then he comes after her and she's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. So, um, so then of course she's, on the retreat the entire time. Yeah. Uh, blocking several of his violent blows. And then finally they stop as the, the ground is shaking from the ships, blowing up the reactor and all. And, and now they're at a cliff. So, of course, he's got her backed up against that. And he's able to actually talk to her and tell her that, you know, basically he wants to train her, whether or not that's true or if he just wants to know what makes her different. Whatever the case may be, he brings up the force. And she, like, meditates, taps into that that he was talking about. Like, everything stops. Mm -hmm. And she hits, like, a hard reset and is immediately on the offense. Oh, yeah. It completely switches. So then her swings start to look like his. (laughs) Exactly. And the attacks that she saw him dole out, she starts doing. Yeah. Okay. So let me back up for a second. Uh Uh-huh. We all know that the sequel trilogy somewhat suffered from a lack of overall storytelling and how Palpatine ended up being the ultimate baddie at the end. And Snoke was merely a sort of vessel for Palpatine. Uh, merely a misuse of Andy Serkis. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. In my rewatching of these movies. Yeah. Um, before 
the knowledge about, you know, literally J.J. Abrams talking about saying that, you know, well, we didn't really have an overarching, you know, storyline. So we sort of put, put it together as we saw it before this was happening. I was looking at these movies from is it possible that Palpatine could be the ultimate baddie? And the very first move that she does against Kylo is a horizontal stab at him. Yep. And it's very Palpatine. The first yeah. thing I thought of was like, that's a total Palpatine move. Now I get it. Yeah. Th there's no way that, okay, well, I can't say there's no way. I highly doubt that J.J. Abrams was sitting in the choreography of this fight and saying, you know what? I want her to use a Palpatine-esque stab that he's, because there's not many forms that do that, right? And I, I'm not a no. form ma master at all. But when we even see in the Revenge of the Sith, where Palpatine uses that against Mace and the other Jedi that were against him, it's yeah. very, it's a very unorthodox move. Yeah. It usually swings and stuff. She used that as her first move. And yeah. I don't know if I want to say that it's my headcanon that it actually was planned because it clearly wasn't. But that first singular move, and that's not the only one she goes stabby stabby on them. Right. It's a loose association that I look at it. It's like, you know what? And it almost makes part of that storyline fit better in my mind. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, like, um, like you were saying, like I said before, it's one of those things where you've got the, the very aggressive nature of Kylo's sword play. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that she's almost mimicking that once that light switches on in her brain there at that, at yes. that uh, time when they're talking. So, you know, and again, if if she was able to tap into some sort of knowledge that he had back when he was probing her mind she was kind of probing his back yeah uh, without without consent i must add um so <laughs> on both sides know, right exactly so that being said if she picked up or if she like matrix style downloaded um <laughs> that signature move then she would definitely have it available to her which would also throw him way off right you know? like where did this come from all of a sudden yeah because she's backed up against the wall their entire battle so far and then she's thrusting that thing at him like a damn feather duster. Um, you know, it's like, whoa, okay. Um, it, it's again, it's the same tactic that he uses to throw his opponents off. She's using on him. Right. And it would totally make sense that, you know, like you had said or had surmised way back when is that if she even subconsciously absorbs some of that knowledge or some of those forms or approaches to battle in some sense, yeah. You know, when it does come to the ultimate point where she does make that connection to the force, it's only natural that it's like, holy crap, I can do this and I can do this. It's like almost like she's now seeing it for the first time. And you see a couple of, you know, like you said, acrobatic moves where she scales a bit of the uh, the height of that trench that she's in. And, you know, that trench is funny when I saw it again, uh, just watching it recently, of course. Uh, it's very reminiscent of that trench that we see on Takodana when they're um, originally when she all she has is a blaster. It's very, uh, very yes. similar to that. But she uses some of those skills that we see at the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, leaping from sidewall to sidewall to basically evade these uh, deathly swipes from Kylo. Yeah, because, again, if if one of them hits her, forget it. That's I mean, they're they're powerful enough. 
and they're targeted enough that it would be be devastating. I mean, right. they, they're deadly, deadly yeah. for sure. And look what happened to Finn. I mean, he was taken out with one swipe up the spine. One you know? swipe. Yeah, uh, he should have swiped right, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's um, you've got three strikes, three points of contact. Okay. So what happens is she clips him, barely touches him, but like slices off some of his robes. Oh, yes. And then she catches him with a jab. Mm. Okay. And then, of course, they're grappling and, you know, trying to grab each other's hilts or whatever kids do these days. And um, uh, so then um, she gets her hand free and slices up and across his face. Yes. So that's three times she's made contact with him, and he has not touched her. Right. We're going to take a quick break. We're right back, and we'll get into that a little bit more deeply. Okay. Hey, uh, good afternoon. Uh, Listen, I got a problem with my uh, my blaster. Every time I shoot it, it sounds wrong. Like, like here, listen, listen. Oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like you uh you got a bad coupling generator. Yeah, let me fix that for you. Yeah, that's the sound. Is your blaster a disaster? Come down to Jornick Partlets Blaster Repair Shop. Now servicing the entire bit sector. Well, I appreciate the uh, blaster repair, but I prefer a more civilized weapon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, <laughs> Jornick Blaster Repair. <laughs> oh, man, they might drop us now. They're like, that one dude doesn't even use these uncivilized <laughs> exactly. weapons. Exactly. What do you mean clumsy and random, you <laughs> jerk? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... Before the break, we were talking about that pivotal moment preceding this close encounter with Ray and Kylo. Ray is on the defensive. She's literally running from mm -hmm. him, you know, mm -hmm. making sort of wild stabs and yeah. running through the trench and using her acrobatics the best that she can to literally survive this yeah, battle. Absolutely. Until they come together and he starts talking about... Um, how he wants to train her. Right? Yeah, exactly. I can teach you the All ways of the force. All this baloney. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust that guy for a second. Right. And when I he feel says. Like something's off with him. <laughs> and, you know, when he says, I can teach you the ways of the force. This is where everything changes. Yes. Does she close her eyes? Is she? Uh, no, she kind of goes off into a daze. Okay. So her eyes are open and you can see the lens flares of his saber. Right. The plays of blue and reds in this. I mean, cinematically, yeah. first of all, this setting, not only is it close to my heart, of course, but very the snow. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. It's very unique. We've never seen a, a lightsaber battle like this in this setting. So right. I love that way that they use that. And it's a iconic look. But so you see all these things going on and she has this awakening. And again, as we saw, you know, Snoke talking about it, it has been an awakening. awakening. Exactly. Sure. And this is where it turns and she realizes or like you said, potentially remembers what she's learned or subconsciously learned. And it turns and 
boom, she's on it. And like you said, there's three pure moments of contact where now it's reversed. Kylo is on the defensive and she is attacking as he's retreating. You know, she manages to like slightly, like you said, slice off part of his robe. And then she jabs at him and hits him there, too. Yes. And then as he's on the ropes, she kicks him. And she, yeah. And that is so unique, purely Ray move. And it was fantastic. To see, I mean, from her perspective, fantastic to see because she's using not her lightsaber at this point, but taking advantage of his imbalance to yeah take down her opponent and you can only imagine that her time on Jakku she was probably in a very similar situation where that came in handy oh yeah look at the um bandits that had tried to take bb8 yeah and and how she just kind of dismissed them with some very effective uh, knock you a couple times and show you what i've got and that's enough for you to tuck your tail and run yes yeah. So I'm sure that that was something that she had learned very early on with, you know, the situation that she was brought up in. Yes. And so once he does get up from that kickdown and that's where they lock hands at this point and they have that. Yeah. Like I said, I love this duel, but that. Yeah. And got, it almost looks like a straight line. Yes, exactly. The red light yes. and then the blue light. And it's almost like kind of alludes to them having that connection to being the two sides of that coin. Ooh, that's and, cool. And the one side blue, obviously good. And the other side red, uh, bad and how it's on that continuum. Yeah. That angle. And, you know, not to get off topic or anything, but <laughs> then as we all know, there is a redemption arc for Kylo uh-huh. where he goes from bad to good. Yes. And there is a force vision for Ray where she goes from good to bad. Wow. Oh, so you've got that sort of um, duality to both of these characters. And then in that moment, they're both holding on to both lightsabers. Both lights. Oh, my gosh. And they're a dyad. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. And they hang on that visual for a mm -hmm. good moment. And yeah. Which is, like I said, is a fantastic visual. It's almost promotional poster-esque in how mm -hmm. the struggle of Rey in the foreground with her light garb and Kylo in the background with his dark garb mm -hmm. and those two opposing colors. Yeah. Uh, it's a – and they're struggling. Obviously, it's about the overpowering nature of what they're trying to do. And mm -hmm. But that that's fantastic. I never thought of that. That's, that's really cool. So she – ends up besting him again. Yeah, I mean, you know, he does get a little slice and dice on the face there. Nothing causing enough injury to stop him from battle. Okay. So then, of course, as this world is crumbling down around them, the great divide happens between yes. them where, you know, that sort of puts a pin in that battle because, you know, neither one of them has been defeated no but the terrain has changed enough that they have to concede the battle to the environment true i mean if anything i think that the especially the look on kylo's face after he is sliced oh yeah 
he's stunned. Absolutely. Like what the heck just happened? I did not see this coming at all. And even in Ray's face, you see like, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, he's just like, wow. I I actually hit him. Exactly. Wow. I just sliced his face. His, his gorgeous face. Anyway. um, But like you said, so that. I'm going to have dreams about him later. Yeah. Nightmares. Wait. No, you're not. Stop that. <laughs> Snoke's going to do that. Certainly not shirtless dreams. Uh, Stop it. Whoa, Kylo. What a weird thing. <laughs> what a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's stick to the duel. Yeah. So <laughs> as he's on the ground and has been wounded, like you said, but not mortally wounded, he's nowhere near the end of his battle. No. I mean, he could no, literally. he's not even bleeding. It's yeah. Fun. He's singed. And it's he could just. Cauterize. Cauterize. <laughs> cauterize. Exactly. <laughs> he could just grab his lightsaber and continue the battle. But I think that that moment he completely underestimated what she could do. Oh yeah. Only because he sensed that she didn't know what she was doing until that moment. She had the awakening and she mm-hmm. didn't know what she was, she could do. And yeah. I, th- I would think that if we had the opposite view of her face, she would have been equally stunned. It's like, wow, holy crap. Look where we are right now. Mm. But then the environment, like you said, as uh, Ilum is being destroyed and uh, being pulled apart, that chasm literally and figuratively pulls them apart to end this in a stalemate for a future uh, meetup or match. Mm-hmm. And she, at this point, remembers, oh, crap, Finn, and then I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but that gap between them, they spend the next movie trying to get back to each other and they're connected of course it's through snoke and stuff like that but the way that duel ended i think fed into their character development in the next movie yeah and i think the interesting thing is you've got this battle and then kylo says all right well so i'm gonna have to up my game because she's better than i had anticipated Mm. so you can imagine that in the off season he's uh (laughs) training He's training to um, be better than she is now. Right. But <laughs> she also hooks up with Leia. Yeah. And starts training. So what happens is he's, I'm sure, bettering himself to be better than she is now. Mm-hmm. But so is she. Right. Yeah. So that when they go for round two, they both improve. So it's like. You, you thought each of you thought that by improving, you'll have the upper hand and you both improve. So it's like, oh, wait, we're kind of still, still at that same level. <laughs> yes. You know, instead of, you know, me being at a level five and you're a level four. Now I'm at a level nine. You're level eight. You know, it's like <laughs> we're it's both right like neck and neck, but just both more powerful. Yeah. You know, and that's what's really cool about it is that the fact that this is the first movie of the entire trilogy. And they've had this, quote unquote, epic showdown in the first movie, but with so much anticipated dominance that you would expect from Kylo, but not really. And the acquired knowledge that she had, A, from her upbringing on Jakku and what she had to go through there, but Mm -hmm. also potentially from that forced connection she had with him and this raw talent that obviously even Snoke sensed. And you're bested by a girl from a desert, you know, like, you know, how embarrassing is that? And but 
ultimately speaks Dude, to- Dude, you got beat up by a girl. <laughs> and it, you know, speaks to some of the, the dissension with the, the Mary Sue approach, but uh, she clearly, at the end of the day, has these innate powers, and they're awakened. So, yeah, you know, you can look at it both ways and sort of be okay with it or not, but uh, it still leads to a very cool lightsaber battle with phenomenal visuals and a great turn in the middle that does affect the rest of the trilogy. I mean, this is like, like I said, I keep coming back to it, but the fact that this happened in the first movie, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, wow, uh, what's next? Yeah. And then, you know, obviously if you've seen the episodes eight and nine, you know, what's next, but mm-hmm. um, it's a really interesting culmination of the start of their story arcs, you know? Yes. Yeah. And definitely sets them off in a very intricately connected because of those, force connections that we saw when he was interrogating her, but then also mm-hmm. continues with the force time that we see that was initiated by Snoke. And by the time he reads, he rides Skywalker. The what? Force time. The what? How's that? Force go? time. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Pick up the call. Say it the right way. Oh, man. Me and James Arnold Taylor. <laughs> We're always on the force time. <laughs> <laughs> Reception's body, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. He's not answering my call very many times. <laughs> He's got caller ID. <laughs> uh, man, it's really, I think, the, I want to say the main duel of the sequel trilogy, you know, because everything else is kind of like in, in The Last Jedi, it's them teaming up yes. against the guards. Okay. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, it's almost a continuation of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the next step in that battle. And then, of course, you know, at the end, once he's good, then they're fighting other people as well. So it's I think it's the real lightsaber duel of the sequels. Very interesting. And like you said, where they've both leveled up in similar power when they do meet in the Rise of Skywalker. Obviously, he has the upper hand to a certain degree, but um with the power of leia it's it's turned but yeah yeah it's a very good point so i think as far as duels go that's the one and think about this is in the first movie versus the third of the trilogy yeah very very odd yeah very different but you know again it subverts expectations so (laughs) um but it i you know in all honesty it's something you you know is brewing but you don't necessarily see coming now and then to see it play out the way it does is is even more because with luke and vader the first time it's like oh vader won yeah you know the first time obi-wan and qui-gon fight maul maul wins at first yes and you know when uh, anakin and obi-wan fight dooku dooku wins yep so like so you're looking at like the bad guy's winning the first fight, and then the good guy's coming back around to yes. win the rematch. So when you see the, the good guy, Ray, come in and, and win the first one, you're like, oh, yeah. what's going to happen next time? You yeah. know? No, that, like, and that's... Like, is the good guy going to lose next yeah. time? Yeah, and this is in the first chapter of the trilogy. I mean, it's yeah. a refreshing way to approach it. Yeah. I guess uh, all that needs to be said now is we need some good back to spray for uh, Kylo's face. <laughs> Or a good band-aid. And Finn's back. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, he's got that back to suit. I like right. that thing. What? Oh, What's that, BB-8? 
naked in suit. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> You're malfunctioning, buddy. Oh, man. Well, um, I guess we're online. Yes. We do stuff. We've got a social media presence. We do. We have our website, conversation.com. Uh, we have our link tree that links to all our other stuff. It's our our hub. Mm-hmm. And that leads you to all different places like our Facebook, facebook.com slash conversations, Twitter at situations, conversations on Instagram, Red 5 Network, um, all that good stuff. You can see our uh, our T-shirt designs. You can buy them if you like them. Mm-hmm. You can rate us. You can comment about how ridiculous you are. <laughs> um <laughs> Or you can meet up with uh, a lot of our friends over at the uh, in the Red Five Network. Right, and uh, you can find the Red Five Network at bio.link/red5network, and keep an eye out on our conversations.com. We're going to be updating our ultimate UPAC watch list. Uh, very oh shortly. yeah, we got to do that because Book of Boba. Exactly, and you know there's been some interesting things coming out, and we got to update that, and we may even consider revisiting that as an episode because we did that a long time ago we did there's some we other did. stuff we gotta include in there true it all comes back to of course sean and mandy Primmons, you know it was it was for them right i mean because we had talked about this time and time again for a long time right but that was the final shove to get it out there credit to them and uh all right they're awesome people yeah, yeah we'll never forget them so yeah so uh that's where we are that's where we are well i guess uh Maybe Kylo can go find Boba's back to tank and uh, take a little nap in that thing for a little while. Or several. <laughs> Just make well, sure you got uh, Black Crescent and uh, keep an eye out for you. Right. Not trying to rip you out of the thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's bad news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess the, uh, you know, what we've learned from all this is that um, it's true. The Force. The Jedi, all of it, it's all true. Hear me, short round. No, that's not. That's not the one. Oh man, <laughs> Kalima. And cut. I like to say that. Conversation. Now I can't stop. All right. May the force be with you. Listen on. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs> <laughs>